When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 212 and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, joining me on today's show is Pablo Fuentes and Pablo started his company Proven.com when he was in business school at Stanford in 2009. Now, he's tried eight different business models before finding growth and profitability as a small business hiring software tool. Now, he's also the host of Small Business War Stories, a podcast where he travels around the US interviewing small business people in person. On today's show, Pablo is going to share resilience how he went from a successful finance career to getting millions of dollars in funding for his company to having to let go of his entire staff in one day, going from 15 to two people. He's also gonna talk about mental health. Small business and startups can be very taxing on a person's mental health. I'm sure as an ambitious entrepreneur, you can relate to that. So Pablo's going to share how he keeps his balance. He's also going to talk about SEO, some of the link building strategies that has allowed him to take their blog traffic from 50 monthly reads to 50,000 monthly readers in 20 months. Amazing. Can't wait for him to, to share more. Welcome to the show, Pablo. Thank you so much for having me. I love this, the stories where we get to hear how, you know, ambitious entrepreneurs, they hit a wall and they didn't let them stop from, you know, reaching the goals and the dreams that, that, that they have. And for you, eight business models, that would have been something <laughs> else to continue. You no, know, we're going to find another way, going to find a way. Just take us briefly back on the journey. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the, the eight business models all in some way related to helping people get jobs with uh, with their phones. So mm -hmm. in 2009, smartphones and apps weren't quite uh, prevalent uh, everywhere yet. So this, this dates back to when it was uh, mostly text messages. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, evolved, it evolved many times. And, and basically, it was just a story of, uh, you know, trying something else, getting knocked down, getting up again, getting knocked down. I'm glad. Uh, I mean, I, I'll share this more of the story, but I'm glad we're also touching on the mental health issue mm. because you have to, like, you know, never give up, never give up, never give up. And people put up this front, this veneer. But at the end of the day, there's also a tremendous amount of stress and, and problems that can come with that. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really happy that we're also going to talk about how to balance that and, yeah. and be able to keep your stuff together mm -hmm. while going 
through all these struggles. Yeah. But I, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I, no, I was just going to say, I think that that is important because how often do we see the success stories where people are achieving things and we look and think, what on earth am I doing wrong? It must be me. And I think it's time that we start to share more of the struggles and how we got through the resilience and the mental health because, you know, so many people are feeling like they're failures when in actual fact, no, you just need to try another business model as you, you have done. So go ahead. Just wanted to, to, to reiterate yeah. that. No, that, that's totally right. And I th but I think a bigger thing too is admitting that that sometimes things are dark. Mm -hmm. Not pretending. I, you know, I, a lot of uh, I built my business. I live in Austin, Texas now, uh, but I built my business originally in San Francisco. And San Francisco has, uh, you know, as one of the global entrepreneurial hubs, a culture where everybody is quote unquote crushing it and everybody's doing so well, mm. regardless of how depressed, anxious, and how uh, well or badly a company's doing, people always put up this front of, of crushing it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to talk about, you know, sometimes you're not crushing it and it, sometimes it's uh, things are really difficult mm -hmm. in, in acknowledging that and accepting that and finding ways uh, and outlets that allow you to, um, you know, to keep keep your stuff together. Yeah. Because it's, uh, I came from a finance background before before grad school, and I was doing well in that career. And, um, you know, all of a sudden to be making a lot less money, and then for things to be like not work over and over and over, uh, it's uh, it's a it's a very very different uh, different mindset and different set of circumstances. And one of the things I tell people is you have to know in your heart that starting a business is what you want to do. Because there are going to be many days when you don't want to get up and keep going because it, it sucks. Yeah, it absolutely does. And what I'm going to do, uh, Pablo, I found a really great article that uh, identifies the various stages that you went through. And I think that's going to be valuable for people to, to read more about. And so I will put a link on the show notes for, for, for sure. But let's talk about resilience. I think that that's so important. And just to recap, you went from that successful financial career, as you said, to getting millions of dollars in funding. I mean, that, that would have been amazing amazing in itself but then you got to a stage of having to let go of your entire staff and one day going from 15 to two people so tell yep. us that you know the resilience and, and just the story around that we obviously got there by making the wrong decisions <laughs> you don't you don't have to let go of everybody if you're if everything's going really well yeah. so we tried things that weren't working mm -hmm. uh we are going into too much detail about the specific business models. Uh, that, that's all, all of those details are in that article yeah. uh, that, that you mentioned from Business Insider. But uh, without going into too much detail, we're trying to do staffing and, and things weren't really uh, weren't really working for, for many different reasons. And uh, yeah, it was it was very difficult to sit with my business partner and realize that the only we were about to drive the car off the cliff. This is at the end of 2011, mm -hmm. and uh, the only way to have any any hope of saving this was to basically be very honest with ourselves and with our staff as to where the company was, what our uh, prospects for further fundraising were, and uh, and just let let people go. Mm. And and what happened that day? I mean, that day uh, our staff came up and gave us a hug, and then we all went out to beers. And uh, you know, I was uh, I felt tremendously responsible. And we we had also to make it even worse. We had just hired a couple to come from Canada to the U.S. We sponsored their visas and they came to the U.S. to come work, you know, in tech in Silicon Valley for our company. 
And, you know, we'd made a colossal mistake in day two that we hired him. We had to let them go. I felt personally responsible for that. So I gave them my apartment for a while. So for a while, I just had my clothes in the back of my car and I was staying at my girlfriend's place and had to leave every morning. And, like, you know, I, I was just basically living out of the back of my car and having a place to sleep. In hindsight, I feel even though we made terrible, it, it was a terrible time and we mm-hmm. made mistakes business wise that that meant that we had to let go of all those people. I feel good about the way we handle it at the end of the day. We're trying to make people whole. And then we, you know, I was on the phone calling all my connections, all my network, and everybody got jobs somewhere else. Mm. Uh, so in the, in the balance, I think it turned out, it turned out okay. But that doesn't mean that there weren't nights when I was on my couch, just, you know, in tears being like, what, what is this? This is terrible. And what I think from that, you know, there may be decisions that we need to make as business owners and CEOs of our business that's going to impact lives of obviously of, of our team and, and ourselves. But the way that you approach that with the attitude of still caring for your team, right? You could have just said, well, I'm sorry, we've got to let you go and, and good luck with that and not followed up with your connections and contacts to see, you know, if they could also provide additional support and so on. And I think that's that's so key, isn't it? Because if you look back, had you not done that, I'm sure that you would have had a, a whole different perspective. I should have done that. I could have done more. Would you agree? It's how you approached it yeah, at that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I left it all in the field. Like I have no regrets about what I did about the bad situation we were in. Mm. Um, and we made calculated bets on you know risky business new business models that just didn't work you know so uh yeah i don't i feel like we left it all in the field and that's that's a feeling that you know i'm okay with failing if i left it all out there i think the biggest regrets for failure come from when you know inside of you that you didn't you know that you that that you had something left or that you could have done something um you know differently that with the information you had at the time mm. and yeah for me like that the the out you know the 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 actions that we took given the place we were in it, are what allowed me and my business partner to you know go to sleep at night and continue to keep going so because yeah. i think in business there is a, the amount of risk in involved no matter what we decide to do or, or you know the actions that we take or, or not for some of us we are far more riskier and others take you know um strategized risks if, if you were looking back were there some insights and lessons that you learned that you applied as you went into business model nine that you mm-hmm. believe really contributed to the success why I ask that is because obviously the journey that you've shared and because of the fact that you've used those resilience or used resilience you're now you know have that successful business but what insights have you gained from that that have really supported you in, in model nine and building your successful business now yeah so I think there are two parts of that question I mean we can get into the mechanics of the, of the business stuff but I think more importantly and more at a foundational level mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I started practicing in 2011. I started practicing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, which is a martial art that is uh, demands a lot of focus, right? Yeah. It's basically you in a uh, you know in a martial arts uniform trying to choke somebody and prevent from getting choked, and trying to you know get somebody's arm in a situation where it's about to break, and mm. they're doing the same to you, right? So it's, yeah. it's grappling. It's basically ground fighting and wrestling. Obviously, full contact, and 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 you know, but it has a very respectful component to it, which is people. You know, as soon as you tap, people stop. It's like a game of chess, right? Uh-huh. It's a, it's a, and that, the thing about that is it forces presence. You cannot be doing that and then be thinking about something else at the same time. Like I cannot, it, my brain is unable to handle 
uh, somebody attacking me and, you know, whatever it is I need to do tomorrow for the business or what I need to get at the grocery store at the same time. Mm. So, mm. and I, I'm not advocating that everybody go take up martial arts, uh, although I do think the world will be a better place if everybody did, but that's a separate discussion. <laughs> they, uh, but something, you know, whether it be pottery, I also play, as we were talking before we started uh, talking here, a blues guitar, uh, something that disallows you from not being present, you know, mm. That, that forces that presence. I think that's really important because then there are times, otherwise it's too easy to get sucked into a state where your brain is constantly occupied by the business. Mm -hmm. And those brain cycles are not always useful because sometimes you get into these, you know, basically downward spirals of, of despair and fear mm -hmm. that, that feeds on itself. So I think that that was really foundational for me is finding something that that is uh forces presence yeah. you know beyond beyond your 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 job from a, from a business perspective i think a big thing for us i mean where's um you know really getting out uh, in the field and talking to customers and we, we'll talk about the podcast a little bit later but that's also a part of that is like going out and actually meeting face to face who your customers are mm -hmm. instead of reading a bunch of white papers instead of watching youtube videos instead of make, just making cold calls actually putting boots on the ground and going and meeting your customer to understand watching them originally our one of our pivots was we were a restaurant hiring product in san francisco so I would literally just go and meet the people at their restaurant in even the fanciest restaurants in San Francisco have a small little office in the back, often with no windows where there's you know, computers and papers everywhere. That is the place where people would use our product. So I wanted to know that. I wanted to like smell that. I wanted to understand, like watch their pupils dilate as they use different you know features and things mm -hmm. in our product mm -hmm. uh, to understand how. And the other big one from a business, so that's a product design thing. But from a business perspective, making sure that uh, you can basically sell the product for more money than it costs you, uh, uh, obtain a price for your product for, for more money than it costs you to ma make it and sell it. Yeah. Uh, that was a mistake we fell into, you know, like being able to, we, we were quote unquote growing, but our salespeople were not, it, our product wasn't expensive enough to be sold by salespeople in other words. So mm -hmm. the unit economics didn't work. And that's when we decided to go into content marketing. Uh, and now 100% of our customers come through organic search. Yeah. But that's something that takes a long time to build. So the, the two things there, I would say, I mean, there's obviously dozens and dozens and dozens of, of takeaways and lessons. But the two are from a product perspective, get out of the building. And from an economic and financial business model perspective, mm. make damn sure that your unit economics are, are right. Yeah, key, key insights. And I think uh, areas where upon reflection for businesses who've also experienced uh, elements of failure, uh, maybe not to, to the degree that you have for sure, Pablo, but when they look at those key aspects, they can see that they hadn't really thought of those um, those at all. So that that's good insights. So we have touched a little bit on mental health, and I want to dive in a little bit further into that. The reason being sure. is that what you said earlier, you know, about the crushing it, I think both men and women even now I'm starting to see that that's the kind of language that they're using. And any type of failure or if you can't stay up almost 24-7 and work around the clock and all that kind of stuff and that busyness, it's almost seen as a badge of honour. But you know what? Yeah. I've spoken to people on other podcasts that have almost worked themselves into the grave. And when we're tired and we're not showing up properly, we don't make good decisions and we can find ourselves you know, unfortunately, sitting uh, w with lost clients and, and thinking, where on earth did we go wrong? Let's talk about mental health because I think this is crucial, not for, just for business, but life in general. Yeah. What was the turning point for you? Had you always been involved in martial art? 
no, I played uh, what's called soccer, football uh, growing up. I was uh, as a goalkeeper. Uh, so I've always been, you know, some something uh, physical related. But there's something special about martial arts that again force that presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think to to kind of get deeper into your point about the mental health, I think you always have to when you talk about resilience and and you and I whether we want to or not, consciously or subconsciously, you with your show, me with my show, even by you, you know, uh, having like a sense of, um, wow, this guy, you know, has, has all his resilience. We are consciously or subconsciously glorifying the fact that I persevered through a pivots, which is fine. And, you know, it's something that I'm proud of. And it's something that uh, in some ways can be an admirable quality. But I think we always have to put it in the context of, okay, but if you just say that, you end up with people committing suicide. And yeah. I know people, I mean, you were talking about mm-hmm. almost to the grave. I know people who've actually killed themselves. So mm-hmm. and I know like right now also like more friends of friends who have lost their lives because they've taken that to an extreme, yeah. right? Like never give up, like never all this, like, you know, like and basically end up in a place or end up with like significant physical problems mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and mental problems. So I think it's important that we acknowledge like all these difficulties and sort of uh, when we present this ideal of like, yeah, it's extraordinarily difficult to start a business and there are going to be very difficult times and you're going to you know, probably cry. It's going to be one of the hardest things, probably the hardest thing you've ever done. So saying that, still admiring that, still, uh, you know, adding like, you know, making that a desirable ideal while also acknowledging that there are many times where things are going to get just too dark and you need to seek and you need to surround yourself with peers who understand you. You need to surround yourself uh, with people who can actually, who are willing to listen and who don't say, th- like I had a good friend of mine say to me like, oh, you can quit anytime. Like nobody, you know, basically, he didn't say nobody cares, but basically said like, you know, if, if you quit, that's fine. Mm. You know, and, and, and I didn't want to do that in my heart of hearts, but at the same time, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place because I was in a very difficult place. So surrounding yourself, creating a peer group of people who are in a similar situation or have been in a similar situation, who can truly empathize with with your situation and also having some of these activities that force presence. Mm. I think I think that is I don't know if that's the ultimate answer, but I think it's like the beginning of sort of an ether or an environment in which we can discuss this like drive and resilience that you talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I think if we're all honest and I, I've had some doozies and, you know, I took one of them that really it was the worst for me. Well, certainly wasn't millions, but it was the worst business failure I've ever had. But it now that I've gone through that and there were days where I was curled up on my bed, could not get up. Thank goodness no one was home because, you know, um, it, it was in private for me because that's the, just the way that I grieve and get get through things. And that's that's another thing too. I think we need to recognize what works for us. Do not feel like we're on our own. Do not feel like we're the only ones experiencing this because thank goodness there's some of us that can come out and, and share, you know what, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is always hope. I absolutely believe that no matter yeah. what situation you are in, no matter how bad you think it is, there is always hope. There's always hope. And for anyone listening today, hope for you, you too. So please reach out, get the support that you need. I was just talking to my 
husband this morning, he rang up, he's in the building industry, one of the guys on yeah. site, lost everything, not because he wasn't successful in his business, but unfortunately he was successful and the building company that was his major client, which is a, another mistake, don't put all your eggs in one basket, refused to pay the bill, nearly half a million dollars and lost everything, wow. you know. So, you know, we all can experience to different degrees, of course, but the important things is recognising that we're not the only ones that have gone through this and uh, there is always, always hope at the end of the tunnel. Is there anything else that you want to share if someone is going through that experience now, Pablo? Any other insights you want to share for them? Approach toughness and resilience with humility and awareness yeah. is, is, you know. Yeah, and you know what? At the end of the the day, it can be the the story that catapults you further. Just before we move on to the CEO, the SEO, because I know that uh, that is something that everyone also wants to learn more about. I went to a a speaker who is well renowned. Um, he's been in business for I don't know how many decades. He's worked with um, you know the the Russian president, and I can't remember Vludo. What what's the president Russian president's name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, your former president as well for body language, body reading. And he yep. mentioned in his 40s, he's now in his 60s, that he was a multi, multi-millionaire and he realised that his accountants were not doing the right thing. And instead of paying our tax, his tax bill, they were pocketing the money. He lost everything, needed to start from scratch. No one knew at all that this, you know, high profile speaker that would be flown around the world. And he's bounced back. He's, you know, obviously now um, re written his 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 books and things like that but you know what even the people that we think and we look and we admire as he said you know I didn't tell anyone we just kind of just continued on so yeah I thought that that's you know even the the people who are influencers now could be struggling through that so we're not Absolutely. alone in, in that let's talk about SEO now you've done some amazing link building strategies and taken your blog traffic from 50 monthly readers to 50,000 monthly readers and that was in 20 months share a bit more about that yeah I mean we made a decision it was a very difficult decision to let our entire uh, our entire sales team go in, in 2015 uh, because again we did the you know in, in digging really deep into the numbers we realized that it was just not making an economic sense our, our customers were just not bringing as much money as they thought they would over the long run to to justify a sales team so mm. it was a very difficult decision um, Again, actually, the business was going better, but it was another instance where we had to let some great people go and where I went to bat and stayed up all night calling a lot of CEO friends. And actually, both of those people ended up landing jobs within a week of, of like leaving my company and going somewhere yeah. else. Wow. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, those are the kind of tough business calls you have to make. But we knew we had seen people have tremendous amount of success with content and with organic search. The catch is that it takes a long time. Mm -hmm. However long you think it takes, it takes longer. Uh, and so we we dedicated ourselves to it. And we didn't outsource it to some consultant, or we didn't, um, you know, um, uh, basically make it as something that you do a couple hours a week. We made it our business to become good at. So we used a course called SEO that works. A mm -hmm. guy named Brian Dean, who uh, I highly recommend. My business partner is extraordinarily smart as a business. He's a uh, he's a uh, sorry a PhD in computer science, and he became deeply involved in analyzing and understanding um, you know link building strategies and everything we do. We you know we have a terrific director of marketing, and she also became so uh, you know very involved in, in everything. So for us, we started looking at SEO and marketing as one thing. It's mm -hmm. not like oh SEO is putting the right tags on the pages, and marketing is like you know writing nice pieces. It's literally looking at every single 
piece of content like as something that is scientific and keyword driven and 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 then doing a lot of link building again it, it, the details of that are probably beyond the scope of this conversation but it's all in the seo that works and actually mm-hmm. my business partner sean falconer published a case study how we grew our organic traffic and uh it's been great and in, in the podcast in many ways is an extension of that strategy right so it's uh, for us proven is a small business hiring tool where we help small businesses hire. It's one thing to say that. And it's another thing for me, the CEO and founder to actually get in my car and do this 4,000 mile, you know, whatever, 6,000 kilometer or 6,500 kilometer trips mm-hmm. all over the country, interviewing, actually sitting down with people in their environment, looking them face to face and asking them about their struggles and their triumphs and everything that they do. Um, so that is something that has been, uh, it's relatively new actually. The podcast has only been around for about seven months mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. already had some great, uh, great success because they're good, they're good stories, you know, and yeah. it's an interesting, different concept and everything we do with the podcast comes attached with an a SEO optimized blog post that highlights the story of this business. So I don't really talk about proven in these episodes. I talk mostly about other people's businesses, mm-hmm. but their stories live on the proven blog. So it attracts, you know, attention, traffic and, and different uh, perspectives to, to, you know, and readers to, to, to the blog. Yeah. So yeah, what I would say it's, it's SEO is a little bit like how to get a beach body. How to get a beach body is extraordinarily simple. Stop eating sugar, sleep better, mm-hmm. like don't eat crap, and then go and work out four or five times a week. And within like six or eight months, you will have a beach body. Yeah. And like don't drink a, don't drink a lot of alcohol. But that's very simple what I just said. The hard part is actually doing it every day. Mm-hmm. SEO is the same thing. You have to do the brutally boring work of actually link, like, you know, publishing good content. And then that's actually the fun part. The brutal part is then you have to build links to it that actually like, you know, point to it and increase your domain authority and make you make you better, uh, you know, make you show up higher in search. Mm. And, and those kinds of things take a long time. Yeah. And what it sounds like that you're doing, and I want to point this out, is that it's done with intention and it's done with purpose. Yes, it may take a little bit longer, but these are the key foundations upon which everything else continues to, to build. And it has been. And a lot of those tactics and the, you know, the quick fixes and things like that may end up, um, you know, in the, in the eyes of Google, if you, if you think of the, if we're talking about the SEO, can end up being detrimental because of the fact that it's trying to do these things that, oh, if you do this and this, all of a sudden you'll show up, you know, num- number one. But what you're yeah. doing, you're providing incredible value for your readers, for your listeners. And these readers and listeners are potentially your ideal clients. And if not, their ideal partners or referrals, or they know people in their, or you know, community and, and networks of, of circles of influence and so forth. That could be your ideal client. And so when they have any, you know, form of um, insight or valuable information, which they are getting, obviously who are they going to recommend proven because that's where you know you're providing that great content right right but that and that's you know you said it it just takes a long time and mm-hmm. you have to be very patient and even now i mean i we're not we're not happy with fifty thousand. we want to go to a hundred thousand or yeah. two hundred fifty thousand, half a million uniques mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. and and that's going to take you know even more work and even more discipline yeah so in life you don't get not to struggle you have a fortunate life if you get to choose what you struggle at. So what I constantly tell my team is like every success we have 
is basically the earning of a new challenge. Mm. So, you know, you've earned yourself a new challenge. Like you don't get to, I mean, sure, enjoy yourself, have a beer, you know, do whatever you're going to do. But you're, if you're going to lead a purposeful life, you know, I, I, of course, there are some people who are, are not in a fortunate situation who don't choose their challenges, right? Somebody who is like afflicted by illness mm. or, or, or poverty or, or, or some other, um, issue that is beyond their control, they're struggling with something that is, you know, out of their control. They're still struggling. Like they, a struggle is a constant in life. So you lead a fortunate life if you get to choose what you struggle on. So, you know, SEO is something where you're constantly earning new challenges and new struggles. And actually really anything in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so treat it as that and embrace it. Embrace yeah. it. Like don't, don't, don't run from it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's been absolutely um, wonderful to speak with you. Thank you for, you know, sharing your message, your story and your journey. Uh, because I think, you know, others who are experiencing that same thing, you know, there's always hope that it, it is possible to turn that around. Yes, it may take a little time. But I think you, if I was to ask you, has it been worth it? I mean, I know you've got lots more, you know, goals and targets and things that you want to set. But, you know, I mean, not the, the whole struggle aspect, but turning it around and saying, you know, we can do this and taking the steps. I mean, it was worth it as an entrepreneur who who wanted to build something and build a, make a difference in the lives of your clients. Um, it, that's kind of worth it. It pulls you forward, don't you think? Absolutely worth it. Yeah. 100%. I mean, this is, uh, this is, you know, if you were to say you could press a button and go back to your hedge fund life and have a lot of money uh, and, and be living in a penthouse somewhere, I wouldn't push that button. Right mm. now I get to you know, work with amazing people, an amazing team and go around the country getting people's stories and build a product that brings value to people. Uh, I'll get to live in Austin, Texas, play blues music. Uh, you know, it, it, I, you know, can't, doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. I, I am in a fortunate position in my life right now where I'm getting to choose what I struggle with. And that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, it certainly is. Now, I always love to give the opportunity for our guests to share a little bit of information about their their business, their products, their services. So if anyone's listening today that can really benefit from what you're offering, they know to reach out to you. So share a little bit more about Proven.com, who it's for, and how they can get in contact with you, Pablo. Sure, absolutely. So my Twitter is uh, at uh, ProvenPablo, P-R-O-V-E-N-P-A-B-L-O. And uh, I, the podcast is called Small Business War Stories. It's available on all the major platforms and iTunes. Uh, if you know, if you subscribe to the to the uh, podcast, that would be wonderful. And that's where we uh, share, you know, small business stories from all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proven.com is a small business hiring platform. It's available at the moment only in the U.S. and it's uh, it helps uh, small businesses hire. Uh, it's uh, you basically post to Proven, distribute to over 100 job boards. We have uh, thousands of customers nationwide, and it's uh, there's a free trial there, so you can check it out. And we uh, we use it ourselves when we hire, so we we eat our own cooking, uh, our own cooking, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, would love to uh, hear from your audience and uh, you know get feedback about our podcast and what we're doing. You have you're one of the people that has been you know, a pioneer in this, somebody I look up to. So it's been an honor to be on your show. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you again for coming on and sharing your message. Please reach out to Pablo on those uh, links that he shared. We'll also put that on the show notes to get access to the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES212, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES212. And please go and subscribe to Pablo's podcast because as he said, he's going there speaking face-to-face with... uh, 
are other entrepreneurs and other businesses and my goodness we can learn so much from other people's journeys their situations and the insights that they share if this is the first time you are listening to the show really has been an honor I know you've taken a lot of information away being inspired recognize that there's always hope at the end of the tunnel you just need to decide what you're going to allow uh, to challenge you and sometimes challenges just make us stronger and uh, certainly hope that that today's show has brought you that have a fantastic week everyone we'll see you again next week bye for now see you pablo thank you hi it's Anne marie have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry but you just don't know where to start i've created a special gift just for you it's my free mini training podcasting with purpose where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.